It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pal, Dylan. So today, well, yesterday, we were supposed to have the Kristen O'Neill interview out, but uh, unfortunately, she got, I think, got hurt during practice. I think she's fine and all that, but uh, yeah. Um, so last podcast episode, I predicted two things. Now, <laughs> I said that if the Islanders lose to the, or the Blackhawks could beat some teams down the stretch in the next couple months and potentially not only cause them to lose their minds as a fan base and the players, but make tangible changes. And I also brought up the possibility of Patrick Waugh being a head coach again. And I predicted Patrick Waugh would coach the Ottawa Senators because I thought that would be a perfect fit. But Blackhawks beat the Islanders in overtime. I think they went on a four-game road trip, lost four games, including to the Blackhawks in overtime. And that was their final straw. They... They fired uh, Lane Lambert, and now they got in uh, Patrick Waugh, who is coaching for the first time in almost 10 years now. His last year was it was 2016. He coached three years with the Avs, obviously his first one. Avalanche got 50-plus wins, and he won the Jack Adams, and now he's going to – he's tasked with uh, turning this Islander season around. So uh, what do you what do you think about the, uh, the, the New York Islanders getting Patrick Waugh? Um – I honestly don't know because this is a completely different league than it was in 2016. And uh, let's see how Patrick Wall adjusts. I don't, <clears throat> I don't know if this is a better roster than he had in Colorado. I guess it is, but not from a star power standpoint. Um, no. This seems clearly not performing well defensively. That's the problem. Like, I don't think Sorokin magically loses, like goes down to a nine Oh five. And it's that he's regressing. Good, it could be. Like I just don't think it is. Um, like we watched that game; they were letting up two on ones, left, right, and center to a team that struggles to get offense, and that should be a red flag from the start. Um, maybe this is the right move. I don't know. It seems pretty. Seems like you're another one of those moves where you're just kind of shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic sinking, but. <laughs> It could turn it around, but like, what do they have? Like twelve overtime losses now. Like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, this team should not make the playoffs. They have so many contracts locked up. Uh, don't really know how you sell. Uh, it's not a good situation to be in in Long Island. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a knee jerk reaction. It's Lou Lamorello being eighty one or eighty two years old and not caring about really what happens beyond this year. Hi, Stevie, other than making the playoffs and uh, their overtime losses are keeping them in it. Um, trying to pull up the NHL standings here. And you are right. They have a bunch of long contracts locked in, so can't really uh, rebuild. So um, taking a look at the standings, they are two points out of the playoffs. They are 2015 and 11, which... <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to say about that. There's uh the Gotta love the Batman system. point. Yeah, yeah, Batman point, same thing. Um, 
want to pull up their their cap friendly here. So we kind of talked about this when the Oilers fired Jay Woodcroft and hired Chris uh, Knobloch. Is this isn't something that just happened overnight where they're like, oh, we lost. We got to, you know, get a new head coach now. Who's the first guy? Oh, this was Connor McDavid's uh, coach in, in the OHL. Sign him or hire him now. No, I think this was, uh, this has probably been, you know, decided for at least a week, at least, and probably have been talking for a couple weeks now. And apparently, according to Lou Lamorello, Patrick Waugh was the only guy they interviewed. Um and the last straw was obviously them losing the Blackhawks. As soon as they lose the Blackhawks, he's like, "Yeah, we gotta, we gotta make that change now. We gotta hire, hire Patrick Waugh." Um, yeah, you, you talked about it a bit earlier. I don't know how much, um, like when Patrick Waugh was coaching eight years ago, it's it's if it's a different game, but um, this is a guy, obviously, greatest Canadian goaltender of all time. One of my fa- maybe my favorite like stat like trivia question in NHL history is that Patrick Wall won three con Smythes, all of them in three de- different decades, one in the eighties, one in the nineties, and one in the two thousands. Like this is a guy that wears his heart on- upon his sleeve and that mostly worked out for him. But then there's a couple of times where you know he did the the Statue of Liberty save and then and then he dropped the puck against the Red Wings a while back. Um this is a guy like he's wherever he's gone, he's won, whether he's a goal at the NHL level whether that's him coaching the Quebec ramparts, but uh, <laughs> trying to solve, like save a, a sinking ship halfway through the season with, I don't think, a very good team. Like The Islanders were renowned for their defensive destruction under Barry Trotz. They were very opportunistic, and obviously they had Varlamov and, and Sorokin, but I just... This team is getting older, and they don't really have much in the way of prospects. There are a couple bright spots on the Islanders, like Noah Dobson is a dark horse Norse candidate, but then other than that, like, what's there to look forward to? I mean, Matt Barzell, Bor Horvat, all great centers, all great players, but there's not that, you know, superstar that's going to set them apart. So I want to look through their cap friendly here. So they have Bar. You go, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say I've been looking at it for the last couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> for starters, I Purek falls seventy. <laughs> they are signed Semyon Varlamov till he's thirty nine. Uh, oh my lord! Still three more years of that Pajot deal. Still, oh, uh, boy, three more years of the Andrews Lee deal, which I guess is fine. Like the Barzell deal just kicked in. The Morad mm-hmm. deal just kicked in. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't like. I can't help but look and think you should probably start retooling, but that's not how Lou operates. Clearly, I don't think that is how he will ever operate as a GM. And who was in your eighties? Oh yeah, let's rebuild for a team that'll be good when I'm ninety. <laughs> Listen, if they were smart, they would, but they're not going to. Because like, no, you're telling me right now if you were to trade Brock Nelson who's 32, he has a partial no trade, and he's making six mil for the rest of this year and next year. You're mm-hmm. telling me if you retained half, you couldn't get two first-round picks for Brock Nelson. Oh, easily. Better. Brock Nelson is the perfect like guy for the playoffs, a big body, he scores mm-hmm. a lot of playoff goals. Yeah, that's the guy you want. Alex Romanov can get you a first, I think, clearly, because he was a part of that three-way trade with Doc and the Hawks uh, back um, – or Doc, the Habs, the Hawks back in 2022. So That's we know crap. Romanoff's value is high for some people. Um, could trade that asset. 
like the problem is they have all the guys that are over 30 have too much term. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think you can move a Palmieri this year. I don't think you can move a Pajot nope. even at the draft this year. Like, nope. Unless it's a cap dump, but I mean, who's taking that? Like, yeah, he's only 31, but I don't know, man. It's not a good situation to be in. And they just extended a lot of guys thinking they were going to go back to the playoffs this year. And they very well could. Like, Patrick Wall could turn the sh- right the ship and they rattle off like an eight-game win streak, and that's kind of all it takes in the Metro right now to get right back in the mix. But I, there's no signs of that happening anytime soon, and it's going to take – like the thing I keep thinking is they've been kind of playing this loose structure under Lambert. I don't know how long it's going to take for Wad to get his system implemented, and that might take – like we've seen with every in-season coach change, unless it's like an immediate impact – it takes time. Like, hell, even look at the Canucks. Like, it took them the whole rest of last year for talking to get that system implemented. Now they're great, but it's just, like, it takes time sometimes. You're not going to have a Knobloch or a Solvin where they, or yeah. a Barube where they come in and write the ship. Hell, another great example is John Hines in Minnesota. It was great the first 10 games or so, but now it's starting to regress back to the mean, it seems like. Also, they, they are uh, injury-prone to shit, and that's very unfortunate. But, um... You got to be careful with these coaching changes. And I hope they made the right decision with Wall, but only time will tell. And they're running out of time. Like they don't, you don't, you don't want to say it, but like there's less than 40 games left in the season. You need to figure it out if you want to make the playoffs this year, or you're going to have to start making some very, very, very interesting decisions this offseason. In particular, mm-hmm. regarding like those players that need extensions starting this summer. Like, I'm looking at Noah Dobson, which is the only player he decided to not give eight years to. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dobson's going to be a pretty penny. I don't care how much you paid Pellick or Pollock. He's going to say, I want nine, and you're going to have to give at it nine least, or someone yeah. else will. So Blackhawks. Yeah. <laughs> it's going I mean, full circle, baby. Lou's going to get taken to the Coles again like it happened with Barzell if, he, if this happens. And the reason it happened with Barzell is because he went for a bridge. I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be a very interesting uh six months for the Islanders. Like now until the draft, I think. It's gonna we'll be very interesting. Pierre Ingvall seven years. We'll give Scott Mayfield seven years. Like <laughs> give Varlamov eight years if you count his last four year deal. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. And yeah, like injured reserve, they still have Casey Sezekis for another four years. It's just oof. Not oh yeah, again. and then Rick DiPietro is still in the books. <laughs> Let's see how much longer for. And well, I think I, it's a co- compliance buyout, so it's technically not money against the cap, but they're still paying him money, I think, until the end of the decade. That's true. Uh, I was going to say, and I think the part that like that makes me think the Islanders might have to retool is they have zero prospects right now. Like yeah. Their prospects mm-hmm. are like Simon Holmstrom, who's 21 mm-hmm. or 22, I think. Um, and that's it. Like, I don't, yep. you don't, there's not a lot of guys in the system. If they are, they were guys who were playing well in the CHL when they were overagers. And now it's, they can't even produce in the AHL. Um, I don't know, man. Like, you got to get some form of talent in that prospect pool. And they're just not going to do it at this rate if they keep trading their firsts for Bo Horvat, who's a fine player. Like, he mm-hmm. had a goal against the Hawks. It was a nice goal, but it, yeah. Bo Hor- like, Bo Horvat was never going to make this team a cup contender as no. good as he is. And that's the reality. That's kind of the 
problem with the Islanders is they don't have that guy. Like Matthew Barzell is great, but I still think he's a step below some of the the best players in the AHL. Matt, uh, Noah Dobson is a legitimate, you know, defender, but this team is just so meh. Like it's not bad, but it's not great. And again, like Patrick Waugh, it's a uh, a new coach, a new style of coach, a style of personality. Like Lane Lambert and even Barry Trotz before were very reserved head coaches, but Patrick Waugh again wears his hard on his sleeve we already saw a video of him you know you know yelling at players at practice and you know i don't i don't mind that they probably that this team probably needs it they're veteran players they can take that um last time they were good was probably when trots was yelling at them so Mm -hmm. sorry i say this sometimes boomers are good for sports sometimes and not necessarily like actual boomers people that were born in the fort after world war ii you know in the 50s all that but like the, the, the old-fashioned mindset, older coaches, the old-school way of thinking, and Patrick Waugh definitely has that, but he's also a creative coach. Like, he tries new things. We Patrick Waugh, if, if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have coaches seeing coaches pull goalies with, like, five minutes left because it used to be, oh, we'll do it with two minutes left or one minute left, but there'd be times where he would pull the goalie halfway through the third, and, <laughs> and it would work sometimes, so it's... You know, it's not as if Patrick Waugh is just this old school guy. Maybe the way he presents himself, yeah, but he's open to to trying new things. So, they, hey, they got to win against the Stars in the first game. With the Metropolitan, how wide open it is. Like, we're not a great team, but if they go on, a, go on a winning streak, get that new coach bump, it could work out. But also, like you, like you said, not every coach that comes in becomes Chris Knobloch or you know, becomes Craig Berube from 2019 or even Mike Saltham from 2016. Yeah, you kind of get those few wins, but you're starting starting to run out of time. If you don't go on a giant winning streak now, like this team is not bad enough to bottom out. They're probably going to be finishing in the teens again. And yeah, I I guess, I guess, I don't I really don't know what else to add other than that. Yeah, I mean, only time will tell with that team at this point. And one last note, I guess, is like, Obviously, Sor- Sorokin could just go back to his nine thirty plus ways and mm-hmm. start hope. winning hockey yeah. games. But I just think it's it's more than Sorokin being good, and I think it's a team defense problem. And I don't know how long it's going to take for Law to assess it. But like you said, they just beat one of the, a, a great Western Conference team his first game. So let's see if they can build off that. It's going a good forward. start. Yeah. Exactly. Hundred <clears throat> percent. Um. So yeah, I'll add that to the list of you know not only players and fan bases the Blackhawks are pissed off from beating them because they're a crappy team, but like tangible <laughs> changes that have been made. There was uh, well, I don't think the Blues fired Craig Berube like right after the Hawks game, but it was like a couple games after. So it was that Monday, yeah, there's two already. Yeah, yeah. Do we play <laughs> the Kings anytime soon? Because well. I kind of want to talk about the Canucks in the game. Last- well, there's not much to talk about the game last night. I kind of want to talk about the Canucks, but I'm more fascinated by the LA Kings because I picked them to be uh, to, to to represent the West in the Stanley Cup final this year, and I did that almost a month ago, and they were still in a very good position. But I remember last podcast, I saw that uh, a side-by-side comparison that Dmitry Filipovich did. I forget what the records were, but at the beginning of the season, LA was third in the NHL, and then the Oilers were third last. And now, fast forward to now, the Oilers are in a divisional spot, and the Kings are are holding on for dear life. They lost in a shootout last night to the, the <laughs> to the Sharks, and 
looking at their team, you know, coming into this year, you're thinking, oh, they have a very deep offense and kind of the defense and goaltending was suspect, but that's not been the problem. The goaltending has been fine. Cam tell has been great for them and they've been playing good defense. They just cannot score any goals. Uh, the pure Luke Dubois trade has not worked out at all for them. I just, who, who do they play next? Because if they if they don't uh, get a win here soon, I think uh, Tom, the, the highest paid head coach in the NHL, could get fired soon. Ooh, so they play Buffalo tomorrow night. I don't think the Blackhawks play them anytime soon, but yeah. And then they play Colorado Friday. So, man, what, what, what are your thoughts on the Kings? It kind of goes back to what we talked about in the offseason. And I know I was one that was advocating that, oh, Talbot's playing very well right now, but they did risk this going into the season with him and Copley as their one, two and thinking that was going to be enough. Granted Riddick is, or Riddick has started to perform well, but I, I don't know, man. Like you traded for Dubois when the obvious trade was Hellebuck. And I just can't unsee that. They didn't need Dubois. They had centers down the middle. They had forwards for that matter. Um, they didn't have a goalie. That was the move. And obviously they could still make a move like that. I don't think Soros Nashville is on the market. Soros. Yeah, I don't think he's on the market, yeah. but you could give them a package that'll put them on the market. They have the um, too, yeah. Their problem now is they're gonna be in a they're gonna be in a bidding war. They could have done this in the offseason. Now you're gonna be competing with Carolina to get a goalie. Now you're gonna be competing with Toronto to get a goalie. Now you're gonna be competing with insert team here that isn't getting saves at the moment. Like it's just the way the sport works. Um yeah, they're running out of options. And it doesn't help when you have some of your stars start to cool off a little bit. I know they have injuries, but it I don't know, man. This was a team that like I guess the signs were there. They were just a really good road team to start early, but they weren't a good home team. And we talked about it maybe being the ice. I don't know. But it it's just the wheels are falling off the wagon, as you'd say. And the 18 wheeler. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe not, not that great, but yeah. <laughs> like their last five, their leading point getters, Trevor Moore, which I love Trevor Moore, but Let's four go. points, four points in your last hot. five is not going to cut it. Period. Like ugh, that's not good enough, man. That's not good enough. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I really don't know what you do with that team. Like you have to you have to buy, you have to contend. You there's no mm-hmm. reason to sell off. You're right in the mix. No. Yeah. Doesn't help your situation that not only is Edmonton doing well, but Seattle has really picked it up as of late. It's a little bit more quiet than Edmonton because Edmonton's on a 13 game win streak or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. dude, you gotta think of something fast. You should probably be counting your blessings that Vegas is injured to hell right now. Mm-hmm. Because if they weren't, you, they'd probably be pulling away from them too at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if McClellan will get fired per se. I think that might be an offseason move, personally. Unless they have a coach in line. Just, I mean, there's plenty out there that they can go hire immediately. But, uh, man, I don't know. If you, you lose to Buffalo tomorrow, it's bad. Is it in Buffalo or is it in LA? I believe it is in Los Angeles. All right. When you lose at home, bad to Buffalo, off rest. Uh, yeah, that that might raise some questions. I I don't know. I don't envy the situation their management group's in right now. 
because they're in a situation where you're kind of forced to buy and I don't mm-hmm. know where that's going to lead you. Granted, they have a bunch of prospects still. Like, they'll be fine. But their window was only so big to begin with with guys like Kopitar and Dowdy. And if they waste a year like this, it kind of reminds me of what the Sharks were doing at the back end where they would just barely miss it. And it's because, like, they couldn't get the cohesion together. And it's like one of those seasons where you have all this talent and you wasted it because you couldn't put all the pieces together. And the main piece is the goalie. Plain and simple. I don't know. What do you think? I had this thought in my pop in my head before we started the podcast. What if the Kings fired McClellan and got another former Oilers head coach? Coach that's beaten them the last couple of years. They hired Jay Woodcroft. Wouldn't that be interesting? No, I don't <laughs> I don't know cool. if that's gonna happen, but I just I th- I thought that would be interesting if they if they did do that and somehow the Oilers and the Kings meet in the first round again. <laughs> but <laughs> I so like where are they in the standings at the moment? That's the question. So they're in the first wild card spot, and again, granted the Pacific Division is so crazy right now. I still think Nashville's gonna fall. Like I still think they probably make the playoffs, but man, more the more more and more they lose, and the more the team like Seattle and even Arizona, Nashville hang on. You just you just never know. Why is Calgary at forty seven points? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, the, the West is a crapshoot, honestly. Like the Kings need to rattle off a five game win streak to kind of solidify a playoff spot, or else they're gonna be like you said, they're gonna be in the trenches come February, and that's not where you want to be. Because no. that's basically you're gonna be in the situation Florida was last year, which could work. You could be fighting for your life up until the playoffs. Hell, it's worked for the Kings in the past. They've won a cup that way before. Maybe mm-hmm. they need to go find their Jeff Carter move. I don't know. <laughs> But they find their Jeff Carter. They trade for Jeff Carter again from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Someone in the management room was like, we thought Dubois was our Jeff Carter move. It's like, oh, crap. Um, we got him from Columbus or former Columbus Blue Jacket, I guess. It just doesn't help yeah. that, like, you look at that Dubois trade and you look at Winnipeg and you look at two of the players they got in that trade oh, and they are such yeah. impact players for that team night in and night out and Filardi and I follow. Um, that's it's tough. Kapari has been solid for them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's tough. And and I thought this team had better depth. Honestly, like I need to pull up their. Mm-hmm. I need to pull the up scoring. Their... Is not great. Like they're not scoring. But they always they, they never did score. That's the thing. Like I feel like last yeah. like yeah, Fiala's around point a game. Kempe's around point a game. Well, like Kempe was a forty goal score last year. It's not you know like they yeah were he's dry, on pace but... for like thirty this year. That's tough. Trevor Moore's on page right, for 40. What a drop-off, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing with the Kings. Like, they never have that, you know, against standout star, but they had so much depth. and the depth Okay, yeah, now I'm looking at their year. scoring. Dare I say, make a save. Like, honestly, they're getting enough scoring. I'm looking at their – like, they have eight players with at least 20 or more points, and then they have 15 with at least – or no, 16 with at least nine or more. Like, and then goals-wise – like, hold on one second. They have – six dudes with at least 11 goals and then two guys with nine goals. Like they, they are scoring enough. This comes down to the goaltending in my opinion. And even then like eight seventy for Copley. Yeah. That's terrible. Talbot's yeah, at a nine fifteen Now that's dropped that's, substantially since yeah. the last time we talked. And then Riddick has started seven games and has a nine 30. We'll see how long that lasts, yeah. but it's like, 
Dude, they're like the West Coast Leafs right now without a 70 goal score. Their team just is not in sync right now, and I ain't talking the, the mm-hmm. boy band. <laughs> and it's not a team that can outscore their problems as for as many goals as they're getting. It's just not how they're built. They're built to win 4-2 to two every night. And I guess it's another one of those situations where maybe it comes down to structure. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, hopefully it's just a hopefully they it's just a rut that they're going to get out of now because the last thing you want is to be going downhill going into February because sometimes you can't get out of that. So, like, yeah, said, I still I still think they make the playoffs, but you know, representing the West in the Stanley Cup final, that's uh, oh man, that's aging like milk in the sun right now. There's like Vancouver is just running away with it. Like we can talk about when. Well, which team do you want to talk about first? Because Two best, uh, well, two of the three best teams at the top are from Vancouver, Winnipeg. Which one do you, do you want to kind of like talk about the game last night and talk about the Canucks, then go on to the yeah. Jets? Sure. All right, let's, let's do that. So, yeah, the Blackhawks did lose to the Canucks 2 nothing, And honestly, like with how the game started, I thought it was going to be like a, a, a route, whatever, be like 5 6 nothing, And well, they, they made it competitive, but it's, it's been the same old story of the past. Well, ever since Bedard's got injured, even before that, where you know they're not giving up a lot. They outshot uh, outshot the Canucks, which I think I which I saw was the first time they've outshot a team on the road since like the end of November, and they've just been struggling on the road. They can't do anything. So all in all, I thought it was a solid effort, but obviously the the big names on the Canucks are showing up. Thatcher Demko is one of the best goalies in the NHL. Quinn Hughes, man, oh man, like not only Norse candidate for me, and I know. McKinnon and Kucherov are big heart favorites, but Quinn Hughes has to get some heart rub. He is so good on that defense. He is not even a defenseman. He's just a rover. He's all over the place. He's wherever he wants to be. And Kevin Korchinski can be that once he hits his prime. Oh man, that would be that'd be awesome. Yeah, Vancouver. Their their top guys are getting it done, and they're getting depth goal scoring. That uh, that line of uh, Dakota Joshua. I'm blanking out on the other person, and, and it's Blue Connor here. Garland. Yeah, Teddy Bluger, let's go! And then uh, Pew Suter scored, so there's that. Um, it's it's just another loss where uh, you add that to the tank, even though I don't think you're catching San Jose, but it guarantees you a top five pick and you got a good effort. But man, it, it's 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 a struggle to see this almost every game now. But at least at least that Islanders game was fun. Yeah, they just can't finish. That's what no. it comes down to. They can't generate offense, and that's what it's going to be for the rest of the season which is why I need emphasis from the management group to actually fill this roster with some pulse of talent because you can't have this again next year. But that's besides the point. I feel like the point that should be made is that Vancouver stuck to their guns this offseason. They didn't trade anyone. They kept everyone around. For God's sakes, Connor Garland requested a trade, and he's half point a game right now, and he's putting up the mm-hmm. best analytics he's put up in at least three years. Um, <clears throat> this team is a analytic darling, PDO bender. Oh my god, what are they at 105? <laughs> yeah, um, That's crazy. They have 12 guys with at least 20 points, mm-hmm. uh, which is just insane to think about. They have two, three people with at least 20 or more goals, two with at least 25 or more in Pedersen and Besser. Um, it's ridiculous depth right now. And they're playing sound defensive hockey. Demko looks like the goalie we all thought he could be. Top five um, goalie in the NHL. 100%. Best in the candidate, yeah. Um, Tyler Myers has been great this year. Hronik's been great for them this year. Mikheyev has been a bright spot. 
Dakota Joshua, I think, has really developed into a solid middle sixer. Does not get talked about enough. Um, they are they gen and this is the craziest thing is they're doing this in a year where Kuzmenko is half point a game coming off a year where yeah, he had seventy five points or something. Assist. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, side, yeah, he's still sick, but it's mm-hmm. just that's how deep they are this year. Someone can have a down year like that, but it's it's I think it's just finally all those guys that we knew had the talent are finally mm-hmm. showing it like Besser's on pace for 50 Pedersen's a heart candidate. You have Hughes who, in my opinion, should be running away with the Norris. Should win the Norris. Yeah. Like, absolutely. yeah, McCarr is amazing, but also like what it's Quinn, Quinn Hughes is here. doing is insane yeah. right now. Um, Especially considering like just who he's playing with on a nightly basis. It's usually Tyler Myers. Like that's a, a astounding feet uh, also like they picked up Nikita's door off halfway through the year I thought that was a solid pickup for them fits right mm-hmm. in with their mold on defense especially mm-hmm. with Susie going down with injury so now they'll have yep. like seven or eight guys come playoff time um and another thing they were talking about is they don't have that good of a penalty kill like it's just starting to turn it around like I think they just got above 80 percent so if that can get turned around with that dynamic power play I don't know, man. Just keep it going and stay healthy to the playoffs, and who knows what's going to happen with that team. But they they are loaded right now. They are loaded. They've definitely caught lightning in a bottle, and every every line is just firing on all cylinders. There's no weak link like Rick Tockett. It's probably going to win the Jack Adams, him or Rick Bonus. But we saw this team in, in 2019, 2020, even before, you know, the COVID end, uh, ended to stop the world for a few months, stopped hockey for a few months. Like they were gunning for a playoff spot. And then in that bubble, they took, gave Vegas all they could handle. Remember Thatcher Demko came in after Markstrom and like, <laughs> I think I looked this up to not too long ago. He had like a, I think a 0.6 goals against average, like a 980 save percentage, which is that I, I have no words to describe that, but that, yeah, they don't have Bo Horvat, but they still have obviously their goalie Thatcher Demko. They got Quinn Hughes, Mang, the, the the blue line, and Elias Patterson, JT Miller, Brock Besser. Like they've had the piece that's just just never come all together for the Canucks. And I've seen they they they're going to buy at the at the deadline as as they should. I I don't think they have a great prospect pool, but like fuck it, man. Like these guys aren't getting any younger. Like. Who knows? Like maybe this could be the year for the Canucks. They had so many good teams, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but the almost got done in 2011, but they didn't. Maybe this would, this is the year that they go on a crazy run and win their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. I, it's, it's so wide open. Like, I don't think there's a, a clear favorite. Like, I don't think there's a, a team like the 2022 hours where it's like, oh, they're, they're, they're like, this is their, their vengeance year they you know been knocking on the door or even like the 2020 tampa bay lightning like i think it's so wide open right now fuck it like but jim rogers rudy got a three-year extension and, and patrick alvin like trade all those first round picks trade those prospects and get some get some pieces back you know maybe you look to calgary get elias home and maybe or maybe you look to pittsburgh and get jake Gensel. but yeah i they, they've seemed to ca- caught lightning in a bottle why not why not go for it this year Right. I, I I don't want to look too far ahead in the playoffs just because we don't we don't really know what's gonna happen. There's still and three months to go. For God's yeah. sake, Boston <laughs> just had sixty-five wins and got bounced in the first round. Like I'm not gonna mm-hmm. go as far as to say they're gonna make a cup run. Um like I said, you just gotta keep this mojo going and going into the playoffs. Like we've seen it time and time again. If you could be hot going in, 
it's kind of hard to get cool you off. You know what I mean? Like I saw it with the Panthers last year, saw it with mm-hmm. so many teams in the past. Uh, just, you gotta, you gotta keep your foot on the gas. Can't take it off. We saw it many times with some Hawks teams where, especially I feel like a 2017 Hawks team, they kind of just took their foot off the gas the last three weeks of the season and they were never able to get it back. So you just don't want to be in that situation. And I don't think they will, but it, I don't know. You just got to keep, keep the good vibes going. Keep your foot on the gas. Do not slow down because sometimes if you slow down, you can't speed back up. And I'm, and I don't, I'm not saying I'm worried about that's going to happen with this team. I just don't want it to happen to this team because mm-hmm. they are young too, or with in terms mm-hmm. of playoff experience, they're young. <laughs> yeah, no, every team was like the 2015 Hawks, where they, I think they lost four going into the playoffs, but then obviously going to win the Stanley Cup. It's scored three goals in four games or something like that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I remember that, but they also had like Kano, and I think they're sitting a few guys. But anyways, mm-hmm. um. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. I'm looking at more awards for the future, and while it's a very wide open race for the Hart Trophy, I am picking Quinn Hughes, who has 2,200 odds to win the Hart and become the first defenseman to win the Hart Trophy since Chris Pronger in 2000. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. On to the on to the other Canadian team, um, the Winnipeg Jets, who I believe had their first game that they allowed more than I think three goals in like since November or something. Like it was like thirty game streak where they didn't allow more than three goals, which is crazy. And the team they lost to was the Boston Bruins, who are a cockroach who got hit by the nuclear bomb of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci leaving, and they're still going. They're still second in the NHL and, and first in the Eastern Conference. But the Winnipeg Jets kind of in the, in the same boat as, as the Vancouver Canucks. They've always had the talent, but they've just never really put it together. The Jets had their run in 2018, and they've had a couple series, like that 2019 series against the Blues. I feel if they win that, they could have gone on a deep run that year, but you kind of wondered with all the talent and everything that happened, you know, could this be it for the Jets? Like, can they not win with this core of players? And <laughs> got rid of Pierre-Luc Dubois, got rid of Blake Wheeler, and that seemed to get rid of all the, the the toxicity in the room, and they're doing perfectly fine now. And that's kind of the same with the Canucks. Like, I remember last year it was like, oh, so, such bad vibes, and Bo Horvat's gone, and now JT Miller actually cares, but. Anyways, the, the the Jets, it seems they got rid of all that toxicity and everyone's playing to their full potential now. Connor Hellebuck should run away with the Vesna. Josh Morrissey has turned into one of the best defensemen in the NHL, should be in consideration for the Norris. And obviously they've Mark Sharfley has always been a great player. Now they have him bottom defensively. I don't know if the metrics are amazing, but clearly <laughs> 
good enough if Winnipeg is one of the best, if not the best defensive team in the NHL. He must have a small part in that. And obviously, Kyle Connor, one of the most underrated players in the NHL. Um, Nick Ehlers, like they're just top to bottom. They're they're such a good team, and they're all all bought in. And it's and it's nice to see them play the way they've been playing this year. Hundred percent. I I really think that they've shown a tremendous like it, it's a complete turnaround from the Jets teams we've seen in the last five years that have struggled defensively, that have not that have just kind of been running gun offensively. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's outscore every team and hope Hellebuck can make as many saves. No, they are a structured hockey team. This is hockey that will try. And they still have Hellebuck making the saves. Yeah. Yep. And they, if they keep that up in the playoffs, like that's a tough team to face. And we talk about all the time, all those teams that just grind you down. It's, it's hard to play against. And they're one of those teams that can do that and run and gun if they need to, because they have enough Mm -hmm. offensive talent when they're healthy and they're Mm -hmm. deeper this year than Jets teams have usually been. And that's because of the Dubois trade. They basically got a whole line of players in that trade. Um, yeah, Velarde has been tremendous as a top six player on that team. Oh, I yeah, follow has been a great middle six piece for that team. Eel, like you said, Ehlers has taken that step while Kyle Connor's been out and it's been seamless almost. Mark Shifley is taking a whole new step to his game. I feel like that we haven't seen kind of shows who was taking or dragging down the line when he was there the last couple of years. We're not going to get into that though. Yeah, um, that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just an impressive feat. Uh, like you said, Morrissey's incredible on the back end. He's motor every time he's got the puck. Um, they're just big on the back end besides him, and they're hard to get by. Uh, they play structured hockey, like I said. I feel like everyone's bought in, which is a big thing you see with teams like that. Like You need every single player to buy into that play style for it to succeed, and they have – Credit to Rick Bonus where it's due. I probably give him the Jack Adams. I know you probably give it to talk it, but it's talking to him. Yeah, it's a war. Yeah, I, I just I think what Bonus has done structurally and defensively is incredible. Um, and I dare I say somewhat sustainable if you can get everyone to keep doing this. Like they have had injuries and it has not slowed them down. It's amazing. They've gone thirty something games with allowing three goals or less. It's an incredible feat, man. Like, I don't even know. I I can't – like, I don't remember those Boston teams doing that. I don't remember those Tampa teams doing that. It's a it's a different breed of hockey that we're seeing, and I feel like it's, it's a nice balance to all the high-octane offenses we have in the league nowadays to just have a team that's going to – no, we're gonna like we're gonna make you fit in. You're gonna make this square peg fit in the round hole. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna have to go through us, or sorry, you're just like you're gonna have to learn how to adapt, or you will die. And that's kind of or you get hockey. bought out, or you get bought out. Yeah, yeah, or traded to Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but uh, I yeah, I think they're in good shape. I think they'll be fine. I especially because everyone else in the central seems to either. Not be not as much to be slacking, but to just they seem to have their own problems to deal with and mm-hmm. their own inconsistencies to deal with, which is allowing them to pull away. Yeah, Dallas they have Haskin and out, and I think they'll they'll put together. Colorado is primarily a one line team. I don't. I'm kind of skeptical on whether or not they could have another deep playoff run. But it's funny because I think Winnipeg reminds me of Vegas from last year, where they just seem like a buzzsaw, and like Vegas <laughs> took care of of Winnipeg last year, just like they did with pretty much every team that they played. Um, 
but after they lost to Vegas last year, Rick Bonus like said that he was disgusted with their effort, and I'm pretty sure the only player that objected was Blake Wheeler, and they bought him out. Pierre Luc Dubois and Winnipeg being Winnipeg, they got rid of him, and it just seems like they got rid of that. Now all the guys they still have, they're still very talented guys, but. Rick bonus is it's like my way or the highway. Everyone's bought in and it's working out. And again, kind of the same thing with Vancouver. You got that number one goalie with Connor Hellbuck, who right now is playing the best, like the best goalie in hockey and should win the Vesna. Josh Morris, he's going to get some Vez, or Vesna love Norris love. I mean, he's preventing goals. So he's helping preventing goals. Like he's helping prop up that defense. And I would say the four courts always been great. They've always had great pieces. They're still producing that offense but now they're not, you know, getting shelled defensively. They're very good defensively. And just like the the way they play, I just I think it's pretty reminiscent of of what Vegas did last year. And I think they can take what they learned from losing to them and do that to other teams this year. And they're and they're gonna add it to the deadline as well. I know they will. Yeah, they they're gonna just continue to add, and I feel like that's the scary part when you think about teams like that. Like Oh, I didn't even mention Cole Perfetti, like the- they're so good man like they have so much depth they're deep and they're gonna get deeper they've drafted well over the last couple years they've always been a good draft the thing is with the jets like they've been almost too conservative like kevin shabble day off doesn't really make too many trades but i feel uh with how they're playing right now i i I think he's gonna buck that trend and makes a couple moves at the deadline Mm -hmm. agreed i think you have to but you have to reward your team for how well they've played Mm mm-hmm Honestly, do they still have the Dylan Schmidt pairing there? That's why they're so good defensively, bro. That's why they're doing so well. That's why they're elite. That's why Vegas won the cup last year because they had a Stevenson on the team. (laughs) (laughs) One year we got a Stevenson winning a a cup, and then the next year we got a Dylan Schmidt winning the cup. Oh, hell yeah. We're so here. PJS cast line. <laughs> it's so it's so PJS cast coded. The, the NHL script writers, they're, they're, they're listening to us right now. I can't believe they do that. That's so nice of them. <laughs> um, kind of wanted to talk about Boston because I did want to talk about Edmonton next because they won 13 in a row and signed Corey Perry. But I just kind of want to quickly touch on Boston because what Winnipeg did was impressive, but I think it's equally as impressive what Boston has done to lose Bergeron and Krejci. They still have the best goaltending tandem in the NHL. They have one of the best defensive. Like you got Charlie McAvoy, Hampus Lindholm, all that. And center core isn't as deep as it was, but you know, you got Matthew Patra, who's, who's like a 19 year old and he's playing in the NHL and doing well. You got Charlie Coyle who's really stepped up. I know because he's on my fantasy team. Obviously still got Marsha and Pasternak and future uh, Chicago Blackhawk, Jake DeBrusque. I just, man, they, I feel they're an Elias Lindholm away from potentially making a deep run. It's just, no, no matter who they lose, the Boston Bruins are good. It's that, it's that team culture. It's, it's the coaching it's it, it's incredible. I just kind of want to give them some credit. 29-8-9. So they've lost more in overtime than they've lost in regulation. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a tremendous hockey team. Pasternak's having a stellar season, 67-46. Like, it's not even talked about. 
because everyone else is because the other seasons other players are having. But McKinnon uh, and Kucherov are ten points ahead of them. Yeah, you know it's really funny to me because everyone's complaining about Brad Marchand's like five on five production, and he's got forty four and forty six. Like this sounds like the Patrick Kane thing, where it's like, oh, his analytics yeah. aren't good anymore. Oh well, he still puts up. Oh points, well, he sucks. So. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Coyle's got thirty eight and forty six. Like, come on, James Van <laughs> Ream's like twenty nine and forty two. That's like, so funny. Trent Frederick's got 25 points this year, bro. Like Morgan Geeky, 23 and 40, finally breaking out after me saying he's going to break out two years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, like they're they're getting depth scoring. All their signings have paid off. Like, oh no, Linus Allmark's 913. Don't worry, Jeremy Swayman's a 923. Like mm-hmm. they're they're. That they bought in the Jim Montgomery style of play. Don Sweeney continues to make good moves that have benefited the core. And uh, like you said, you can't help but tip your cap at the moment. They're one point out of leading the league in points again. Uh, they could very well win the President's Trophy again this year if they continue this. They're and, probably going to take the Atlantic again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they're gonna, unless Florida gets out the slump, like they're going to start pulling away with this division real quick. So. Um, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which wildcard team they get because as of right now, I think they get Tampa. So that Ooh. would be a doozy in round one. But I need Tampa to miss the playoffs so that way we can get the 11th overall pick. Well, they're two, two points away from doing it. New Jersey and the Islanders are right behind them. New right Jersey, now. yeah. New Jersey, two games in hand and two points behind. Better yep. points percentage. Yeah. Oh yeah, so like the Atlantic's a shit show, but Boston's sitting there very comfortably at first place right now. Like second place yeah, is seven went... points off, third place is thirteen points off. They're gonna be <laughs> fine. They're gonna be fine. <laughs> They're in a good spot, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just wanted to give Boston their due again. Um, back to uh, the 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 other Canadian team that's that's doing well and Western Canada to be specific. The hottest specific. of uh, the hottest of yeah to be specific because uh, they're well Oilers and the Canucks are in the Pacific not the not the the Jets yuck 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 geographic humor um so the Oilers have won thirteen in a row and they have now signed Corey Perry which I mean don't I, like we still really don't know what happened but I I'll say this whatever Corey, what happened with Corey Perry I hope he's you know, doing better now. Like he's fixed the problems that he had. Uh, now all that aside, that's a perfect fit with the Oilers. Again, don't really know what happened with Perry, but the Oilers have kind of shown time and time again that they don't really care about the optics, those kind of things. They're they, trying to win a cup. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to win a cup, which I, I respect that. They signed Vander Kane a couple of years back. They after he got terminated by the Sharks, and that's worked out for them well, mostly. And I think the same with Corey Perry fits in perfectly. And not that the Oilers are a fun team to play against, but that just makes them less fun to play against. Um, like, again, we talk about Vegas, like, just being a buzzsaw to all the teams they faced last year. I think Edmonton gave them the the hardest uh, competition on way to the cup. And uh, adding Corey Perry potentially playing on a line with a Vander Kane and whoever the hell else like yeah have, have fun with that have fun with that on the power play you got to worry about those two while you have uh, McDavid Drysdale and Bouchard slinging the puck around so um yeah the the Oilers and I think that's just the tip of the iceberg for them they're they, they're gonna make more moves they have to this is 
with how hot they've been playing, this is their their year to do it, man. Like go all out and do whatever you can. Cause next year, I'm pretty sure next year is the last year of Dry Sales contract. So I think he's eligible to sign an extension come July 1st, and then McDavid's yeah. the year after that. So this do is do it, man. Like they're rolling. They're rolling. Like I don't know if they're gonna catch Vancouver for the Pacific, but like they could crawl in a second with Vegas slumping now. Hundred percent. And I I think when we were talking about what Edmonton should do at the deadline a couple of pods ago, I said they should go Gensel. get so yeah, you said Gensel. I said they should get someone to help their bottom six. This is exactly what I like. I wasn't thinking Corey Perry at the time, but like this is the type of move I was talking about. Perfect you get set. someone yeah. who's just a pain in the ass to play against. We saw it on the Hawks, like he still can play. Like he can play power play, he can play penalty kill, he can play defensively, still play well mm-hmm. defensively. Yeah, yeah, he can't skate for shit, but like <laughs> you can do shit better than most guys on your team. So you know who else can I was gonna say an Edmonton can fly for most state. You can have a slow guy on that team. You'll be fine. But oh, oh I was gonna say, you know, also couldn't skate a couple of years back in the playoffs, but still won two points per game. We on dry. So I think yeah, that's never fine. stopped them in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um and and he signed at league men, so you're gonna be able that's to go pick nothing. someone else up at yeah. the deadline. So it's good for them, and I am I keep the hot streak going. It'd be funny if the Hawks could somehow. I was gonna say Thursday. So they play the Blue Jackets tonight, which they should be. I mean, if they lose to Columbus, then I mean, whatever. The streak's gonna end eventually, but I believe the longest winning streak in NHL history was the '92-'93 Penguins. They won 17 in a row. The Columbus Blue Jackets won 16 in a row. Back in 2016-17. There's been a few recent teams. Like I think the tw- the 2009-10 Caps won 14-15 in a row. And I think the the Oilers are like in, in like seventh on the, like the longest win streak in NHL history. So yeah, if they win they won tonight, they're at 14. And I mean, it would be so funny if the if the Blackhawks could <laughs> break their winning streak, deny them of winning 15 games in a row. That'll be my uh that'll be my Stanley Cup. <laughs> right. It'd be it'd be good, honestly. And I, I think they like honestly they've played the Oilers relatively well, both games they've played so far. Mm-hmm. So are you going to that game on Thursday? No, I was going to, but I'm like, nah. And no Bedard, I won't be there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much, but <laughs> <laughs> we were planning we're planning on uh yeah, we're planning on going to I think it's they're playing Colorado sometime in March. And there's a Vegas game I want to go to if the Oilers could play Vegas in round one again. That would be fun. Like, I do oh, want yeah. the Oilers to win the cup. Like, that's a tough draw in round one. But just as a pure hockey fan, Oilers-Vegas round one. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, I need the rematch. I need Michael versus McDavid one more time. I need it. Mm-hmm. And then, who knows, round two, Vancouver. That would that'd be, that'd be, like, just, like, living in Edmonton. That might be the best run they could go on is if – Play Vegas in one round one, beat them. Second round, they play the Canucks, beat them, and then go on to the Western Conference final, play Winnipeg. And then yeah. they go to the cup final and they play Toronto. Let's go. That might be the most okay, toxic. So reality, toxic. they're all eliminated by round two. And then yeah. the oh, yeah. stars yeah, yeah. win the cup. <laughs> That's probably no, how it's going to work. Honestly. No, I was going to say, though, instead of the Jets, you got to have them go through the abs. You got to have them. Go to the team that, Ooh, that beat them two be cool. years ago. That would be it's got, cool. It's got to be the Capitals' run. They got to go through all True. the teams. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's, I guess Toronto would be the. Screw the Canucks. So switch them with the Jets because Vegas beat them. Winnipeg beat them, and Avala, the Avs beat them. There you go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you're talking, there you're we about go. The so the yeah. Avs need to get to a wild card or something. I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't know how it's gonna work, but it's gotta work. We gotta have Edmonton go through all their demons. All their Spirit demons. Riders. Get to it. <laughs> get on that. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Who in the East would be their like their boogeyman? I don't know. No one. <laughs> no one. Yeah. They I'm haven't been good think. enough to have one. Uh, no. Did they get into any beef with like Montreal or the Leafs when they were? No, in the no, 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 no. This is what happens. We go all the way back to 2006, and they beat Carolina. <laughs> okay, okay. Chris Ponger's coming back from the dead. Fucking Dwayne Rollison's gonna be goalie. Let's go. Jesus. Then Blackhawks legend Fernando Pisani is gonna come back. Rod, Rod's gonna skate up or skate up and line up next to Aho on the final face off. Jesus. Oh my god. Terrifying. <laughs> it's it's like it's like a Disney movie. Need a hand, Sebastian Aho at the face off. There's Rod Brennan. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> on your left is just fucking My, Rod yeah, Mighty Ducks. Portal. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's just the mighty ducks we'll do this last skate together and they do the flying feet <laughs> oh man uh, I, I, I crack myself up sometimes <laughs> doesn't it go nutter butters it goes the most nutter butters the nuttiest <laughs> of butters <laughs> the nuttiest butter you'll ever butter the nuttiest butter you ever butter. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> I can't believe it either. It's like that Family Guy clip of Peter where he's like, I can't. Uh, and he like goes to the insane room with a straight jacket. <laughs> I can't believe doing this they for three days. <laughs> all right. I think that's all I wanted to cover in hockey. Um, there's no, there's no Blackhawks at the All Star game. There's no Jason Dickinson. There's no Peter Morazic. So sad. Hot take. No one gives a shit about the All Star game. Everyone complaining isn't gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. <laughs> Can't wait I to might... see how minuscule their ratings are this year. But guys, Tate McRae is gonna be a yeah, gonna... team captain. <laughs> Jeez, give me a break. Sports stinks. They can't get out of their own way ever. Anyways, sorry. I just I'm not a fan of the All Star game. I've never, I've never. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anyone. Dude, last time I watched it was like 2018, maybe. Last one I can think of is the John Scott one. (laughs) Yeah, I just remember 2018 because that one that one was in Tampa, and And that would have been the the Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Eric Carlson getting a goal challenge and stuff like that was. I don't remember any of them after that. I oh don't. my god, that's why I don't watch that. And then there's Pierre Maguire saying, This is why we watch hockey, or something like that. Like, if you're not a fan of hockey, too, oh, like, you should be watching. I right can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. The sport stinks. The sport stinks so much. Oh my god. Yeah, let's talk about a different sport. What do you what do you think about the, the how the NFL playoffs have unfolded? I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gotta be the most not predictable, but like 
the most boring outcome for every game. Uh, they're good games, don't get me wrong, but like I wanted the Ravens to win, they won, but like wide right. Niners winning, <laughs> obvious. Chiefs winning, like of course Chiefs won. Lions winning. It's because Peter Swift was here, obviously. Oh my god! I need Lamar <laughs> to end that shit next week. Um, I don't know, man. I'm so dejected from the playoffs this year. I don't like. I if Lamar doesn't win, I really don't want anyone to win. I don't want to. I really am already sick of the Lions. Crap. Call me a hater. I don't care. They're a division rival. I'm not cheering for them. Like it's not happening. Uh, they get to suffer just as much as everyone else. Uh, you know what? Make the Super Bowl and lose. It'll be funnier. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Even if they lose next week, it'll be funny. But um, <laughs> I don't want to see the Niners win. I don't. They've like, won recently, right? They're already the, comparing the Brock Purdy yeah. to Joe Montana, which just makes me. No way. <laughs> I fucking can't with the sport, dude. I, I know really nothing can't. about football. Even I know that's. Uh... Brock Purdy's a That's great story. Do not, com- do not compare him to Joe Montana. That is fucking ridiculous. Um, and I mean, if Mahomes wins again, cool. Like, gets another ring. Like, he's really fucking good. <laughs> what any? I don't. I don't know what else to say. I guess this one's a little more impressive because he had to overcome Matt Nagy. But like, I don't know. He's got a. He's got the best defense he's had in any of these championship years. He should win this year, even without having receivers. He's that fucking good. He should figure it out. And he did last week. They couldn't stop him last week. Shocker. He's the best quarterback on the planet. Sorry, man. I'm so dejected from these playoffs. They're so. It's not like I gathered. I, it, if the AFC doesn't win, that means either Brock Purdy or Jared Goff wins the Super Bowl. And I don't think I can live with that personally. I, I don't think I can. Sports fucking dead if that happens. Who was the guy who missed the kick on the Bills? Tyler Bass. More like Tyler Ass. Oh, Trash. Yeah. That's a... He went one, one for three the week before. And, yeah, and Josh Allen plays a great game and then throws two melon throws, which forced the field goal. Like, it's just... It's what Buffalo does, man. It's what Buffalo does. They find ways to lose. I feel bad for Jacob. I think he's numb to it at this point. Yeah, sorry, Jacob. Yeah, he's used to it. The freaking um, Bengals beat them, I think, last year. So yeah, they're not even the playoffs this year. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they made it this far, starting six and six, and having all the injuries they had is impressive in itself. But they, this was the year the Bills had to do it, and they couldn't do it. So Josh Allen's cap hit goes up over double now. This is this is why it's so important you win in that rookie contract window because now you're paying your quarterback fifty million dollars instead of fifteen million dollars, and that's a difference. That costs two or three roster players right there, like good roster players. And like the Chargers are going to go through that with Justin Herbert this offseason. For Bengals the last two years, it. Mahomes has gone yeah. through that with the Chiefs since he's gotten his extension. Um. It's what you got to do. Like, Lamar is going to go through it next year when his deal kicks in. Uh, it's a big thing, dude. And not winning in these years matter. Matters for guys like Allen. Guys like the Packers, they'll probably be back. They lost because their kicker stinks, too. Um, <laughs> Bucks, are, Bucks are in a flux. Don't really know what they're going to do. They could keep Baker. They could move off him. That's their choice. 
feel like it would have probably suited them better if they missed the playoffs, then they can move Man, on to the coach. But. You just got to feel so bad for Tampa Bay sports these last few years. It's no, just so rough you there. You really don't. <laughs> you really, under no circumstances, got to really feel bad don't. for them. You really they don't. They don't even feel bad for themselves. And then they and then they complain about it, and then we all just roll our eyes. So it's whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Conference championships this weekend. Hope the games are good. Most of the games have been good, but some of them have been blowouts, which is annoying to say the least. But three out of four divisional games were close. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what I want? I just want to watch this Stanley Cup playoffs. The hardest trophy to win at all sports. You know, someone had a heart attack and came back on the ice when they did. Or someone's heart stopped and then um, they came back on LeBron that. James cramping leg missed six weeks. Hockey player dies on bench. When is is the game still going? Or <laughs> can we make a new true. rule that if you use a meme with that font style past like this past twenty twenty, like and you, on a like and if you do it on yeah, ironically, like <laughs> Jesus, like you need to be tested. Like what I remember. That? There is one like with Steven Stamkos that's just like slap shot to the face. Yeah, I'm cool, bro. <laughs> oh, Dustin Brown with the Gatorade bottle. I can yeah, go to the <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. That's going to be the name of the podcast. I guess. Yeah, and now, and, and now modern day hockey memes are either fan cam of Jack Hughes or like. Or any of the Hughes brothers. Yeah, or, picture yeah. of Quinn Hughes looking like he's in the dungeon in SpongeBob. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't even know. Got it. I don't know how we got here. That's a, that's a great question. How do we get to anywhere in life? I'll leave you with that to ponder, listeners. We're almost at an hour. I think this is a good place to end things off. We're not going to go uh, super long off. today. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, um, I don't know if you have any closing thoughts, but uh, we're going to aim to record on Friday, and by then, we're going to find out that the Blackhawks are going to beat the Oilers' uh, win streak. So, <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm just the most gosh darn enthusiasm guy. That's why they You're call just so me. Enthused. That's why they call me positive step pep in my step pierce. That's what they mm-hmm. call me. That's what they refer to me around these parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Give us a five-star rating on your preferred podcast platform, whether that is Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast. They went on pretty much every gosh darn platform out there. Um, if you're watching our beautiful faces on YouTube, give us a five star rating. No, 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 no. Subscribe to us. Smash that like button, like as well. Smash that and like button. Smash. <laughs> Click the link in the description below Hello. to Click check the- out more bloopers. Yet. Click the link below. Hi, Stevie. Thanks for subscribing. Bye. Bye. See you on the next week of, of Mail Time with Splash. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's end it off. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your night now. Peace out to y'all.